live from the Freedom Speak studio on The Answer, AM 1190 KXKS Albuquerque, as well as streaming complete with video on Facebook, X, Rumble, YouTube, and Instagram. This is the Revitalizer Hour with Dr. William K. Summers. Our call-in line is 505-444-5059, and you can also interact with us through Facebook and Rumble chat. Just search for our channels under Becca Marie, B-E-C-C-A-M-A-R-I. This show is brought to you by Memory Revitalizer. And now, your host, Dr. William K. Summers. Yeah, and good afternoon, Rebecca. It's, it's just really a fabulous day here in Albuquerque, as always. Yes, it is. Yeah, and we're happy to be alive in the great state of New Mexico. And we thank you for joining us today and for your listenership. And I always like to start off with a few quotes. Uh, no, let me start with John Adams who said there are two ways to conquer and enslave a country. One is by the sword. The other is by debt. It would appear that our country has become enslaved by debt. Uh, I mean, we're now at a breaking point where the debt will consume most of the budget just to service the debt. And that is an insane way to live. Something That's the blow-up point. Something will have to totally fall apart at that point. And then John Adams almost famously, uh, always, uh, famously said, a useless man is a shame. Two useless men we call a law firm. Three useless men we call Congress. <laughs> That he was really quite bright. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> Rather amazing. Anyway, then I want to quote John Adams a third time. Power always thinks that it's doing God's service when it is violating all of God's laws. And that we see in these D.C. show trials that are right out of Stalin's playbook on how to pretend you're dispensing justice. They're dispensing what they think is God's service. In fact, uh, the evidence of that comes from a famous saying by none other than Nancy Pelosi, who once said, why do you need God when you have us Democrats? What an incredibly, you know, what an incredible statement. Why do you need God when you have us Democrats? And yet they they try to say that Trump compares himself to Jesus. Yeah, I mean, well, they lie about everything. They do. And then finally, I want to quote Aristotle who said, the more you know, the more you know you do not know. And that's where we are today. And in these troubled times, remember that fear is a reaction and courage is a decision. Now, the purpose of our show is to educate and empower you, the listener. And here we try to make the complex understandable each and every show. And I want to start off by pointing out that Memory Revitalizer is available in many local stores, including Sharon Care Pharmacy in Berlin, Duran Central Pharmacy, downtown Albuquerque, uh, Arnett's uh, Regent Pharmacy, north of town, Best Buy Pharmacy on Wyoming, Manal Pharmacy, strangely, on Manal Avenue, and Vintage Pharmacy on Montgomery, Evergreen Herbal Market in Rio Rancho, Highland Pharmacy here in town, Care Drug in Aztec, Purple Sage Herb and Health, in Bosque Farms, a nice place. 
Sarah Blank of Pharmacy in Rio Doso, or you could go to www.memoryrevitalizer.com or order direct through 800-606-0192. That's 800-606-0192. And folks, I still have a small medical practice that you could join. If you call Margaret, my office manager, at 505-878-0192, you get 25% off on your first visit. Bring your problems down and let's walk through them. Yes, we don't rush you out the door in eight minutes. No, we sit down and have a conversation about your health. That's 505-878-0192. And again, thank you for listening today, and please tell others about the show. Well, where should we start today? We have so many wonderful topics. Let's start with Joe Biden. What a better place to start. (laughs) Biden just got his annual bill of health. They put him into a helicopter, flew him over to Walter Reed, and turned him into the hands of three physicians all well paid to say the right things for his annual checkup. And uh, the lead physician was uh, Kevin O'Connor, I'm sure a dues-paying Democrat, who did declare that uh, President Biden's sleep apnea still exists. That's been around for 16 years. And he is assisted with a device uh, called a CPAP, And he is, quote, fit for duty and fully able to execute all of his responsibility without any exemptions or accommodations. And in the same report, he's very careful to say they did no mental testing. They didn't want to know if he had Alzheimer's. His routine uh, physical included visiting an optometrist, a dentist, an orthopedic surgeon, why I don't know a neurologist and a physical therapist and a cardiologist and dermatologist. My goodness, what a list of brilliant specialists and they say he's fit for duty. (laughs) Remember how they were just pushing, pushing, pushing so hard for Donald Trump to have a cognitive test? Yeah, Trump would pass it, you know, very easily. He voluntarily took a cognitive test. Yes. And uh, Biden can't figure his way off a stage. He then noted that uh, Biden is on the following medicines. Aprixaban, which is eloquous. That's because he has atrial fibrillation since 2003. And, of course, atrial fibrillation increases the likelihood of dementia, stroke, and heart attacks. Uh, It is a cardiac arrhythmia. And it uh, has a nasty tendency to create clots inside the heart that break loose and travel from the heart to the brain. We call that a stroke. Uh, But uh, they've got it covered. They didn't mention it, but my guess is he probably also has a pacemaker. He is also on Crestor, which is a cholesterol-lowering drug with great potency, which, uh, incidentally, uh, I'm going to report today, if I have time, that these cholesterol-lowering drugs tend to lower your IQ and give you a bad memory. So, that explains a lot. Yeah, that explains a lot. <laughs> well, Biden wasn't too smart to begin with. <laughs> <That> may- right. <laughs> 
He also is on Allegra for allergies because he lives in the swamp. I'm sure there are plenty of allergies <laughs> in Washington, yes. D.C. And he's also on Pepsid, Famotidine, for his acid reflux, along with Nexium and Prazolol for his heartburn. And those they claim are his medicines. But I would suggest that it'll come out 20 years from now. There was a committee meeting in Bethesda, Maryland, of uh, neurologists and uh, neuropharmacologists deciding what medicine to treat his dementia with today. So he's basically like on 18 pills a day? Well, uh, these it? are the standard pills that most people his age are on. Standard. That's why they would publicize these. And all of them are allegedly benign. But they won't talk about the fact that they've given him injections to suck all of the, um, you know, amyloid plaque out of his brain. Uh, they have two such uh, drugs on the market, uh, and they're supposedly Alzheimer's uh, drugs. But the problem is the data tends to show that even though you've sucked all of the amyloid out of the brain, it really doesn't do much to the course of the illness. It's like sucking all the smoke out of a fire. The fire is still there. All you've done is remove the smoke. Mm. so that you don't have the appearance of a fire, but the fire is still there. Well, and all those medications he's on do exactly that, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's a little puff piece from the nation's capital. Also in the news is marijuana. Mm -hmm. And uh, researchers in Massachusetts and California spent four years evaluating 400,000 actual citizens from the age of 18 to 74, who used marijuana, the average age was 45. And they smoked marijuana, vaped it, or they did the edible thing, the, what is it, Alice's uh, brownies or something like that. Brownies, gummies, all kinds of right. forms. And what they noticed was that this stuff called marijuana is not as benign as they told us. It uh, increased the likelihood of stroke 42%. Marijuana use on any kind of routine basis increases the chance of heart attack to 25%. So my, you know, for decades now, I've been saying we need to legalize marijuana. And the reason is when you put it above the table, you can do legitimate research on it and get some real answers in the category of how dangerous is this stuff. As long as it was under the table, you couldn't do any legitimate research on it. So you really didn't know about the true dangers of marijuana. Mm -hmm. Now that it's above the table, we're beginning to see the real story of marijuana. Now, does that study, does that uh, distinguish between uh, just CBD or marijuana with the THC? Uh, that's just any form of marijuana. Any form, including used, CBD only? Uh, you know, possibly CBD. But uh, they specifically say marijuana, and that's in, done in 27 different states. I didn't realize marijuana was um, legalized in 27 it's, states. It's it's happening it's in one eight. state after the other. Oh, yeah, they're going to make big bucks. Like yeah, they governance. are. It's all about the money. Well, yeah, I mean, the tax on marijuana in this state is 20%. Yeah. you realize that? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why the governess was so excited about it. Well, I've noticed that there was... A, there, 
at the beginning there was a I mean it was a slew of uh, what do they call them dispensaries now uh, and they're shutting down a lot of them because there's too many of them that's right there's way too many of I them. don't know how they make any money with a dispensary on every corner it plus a 20% overhead yeah. for tax yeah. yeah and it used to be that we had more restaurants than any state in the now we have more dispensaries than any state <laughs> in the country actually we do we have more than California where it's legalized and we have more than Colorado mm-hmm. and we're a tiny state. We've got, what, less than 2 million people? Right, yeah. As opposed to uh, Colorado, who must outnumber us 10 to 1. And they have fewer dispensaries than we do. Mm-hmm. So, but it's beginning to happen. The dispensaries are going out of business. Mm-hmm. I figure that the big guy that owns most of the dispensaries will buy out all the little guys and eventually they'll weed them out because there's too many of them like where i live in my immediate area within a four block radius there's like nine dispensaries you can't walk a few steps and there's a dispensary and you go to the shopping mall at the corner there's three in the same little strip mall you think there'll be ftc lawsuits uh, from people trying to monopolize the sale of marijuana I have no idea, but I have a feeling the the uh, distributors on the street are having a heyday because they don't have to pay twenty percent uh, right, sales exactly. tax. Right, um, exactly. But at at any rate, um, let's give out our number again for any callers. It's five zero five four forty four fifty fifty nine. That's five zero five four forty four fifty fifty nine. And from a listener, we got a question about what in the world is HFCS? That's high fructose corn syrup. That is malignant, terrible, bad stuff, folks. You want to stay away from high fructose corn syrup because it's 55% fructose, a five-carbon sugar that's more difficult for your body to metabolize than what the 45% that's linked to it of glucose, which is the natural sugar that we're, our bodies are set up to deal with. And when you have high fructose corn syrup, you increase the likelihood of having fatty liver disease. You also set yourself up for obesity, which explains obesity in the southern states where they love their sweet iced tea. That's high fructose corn Mm -hmm. syrup in their iced tea. And it increases the likelihood of diabetes and other serious illnesses, including heart disease and cancer. So especially don't smoke marijuana that's laced with high fructose corn syrup. (laughs) That's our our health advice for the day. There are no essential nutrients in high fructose corn syrup. What about about the the sugar substitutes like the Equals and Sweet and Lows and all that? They change the uh, flora in your bowel and actually cause increased weight. Have you not noticed that the people proudly taking the pink stuff and the yellow stuff and the blue stuff are all chubby people? And what happens is you change the type of bacteria in the bowel, which changes the metabolism, and you increase your weight. Isn't that weird? You can't win for losing. So it sounds like you're better off just going with regular sugar. Absolutely. Natural. Yeah. Yeah. Natural sugar. And uh, you want to stay away from where high fructose corn syrup is, uh, which is in many breads, including Twinkies. I think Twinkies is considered a bread, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Crackers, uh, candy. Could you imagine how hard it is to avoid the high 
that's served. High fructose yeah. corn syrup. It's everywhere. It is, it, yeah, it's in cereals, it's in cakes, it's in breads, it's, it's in It's there milks, as a preservative. It turns out even bugs don't like to eat it. <laughs> They're smart. Yeah. Well, it saves a lot of work for the embalmers when you, you know, after, yeah. you, after you finally kick off. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's a little side uh, topic, but... Uh, yeah, if we have any questions today, our call-in number is 505-444-5059. Um, we had a caller, a listener, who asked me to speak to the issue of traumatic brain syndrome, TBI. And that's something that's been on the radar for uh, neuroscience for the past 30 to 40 years. When you have a trauma to the brain what happens is you have these specific area of trauma which may be the size of a pinhead but that then leads to what's called a penumbra which is the swelling surrounding that pinhead injury is actually the size of a 50 cent piece or a dollar bill from the little localized uh, trauma that may have happened from a hit even though you had your helmet on playing football. Um, And the traumatic brain syndrome will lead to scarring on the brain. And then later on, you can have grand mal seizures or even pettit mal seizures as a result of recurrent head trauma. Um, And... When you have the frontal lobes of the brain involved, you get a thing called frontal lobe syndrome. And in frontal lobe syndrome, there are three characteristic symptoms. First is poor executive functioning. You just make bad decisions all the time. Secondly, you become impulsive. You do things without thinking things through. Third, you have mood swings. And you put that all together, and it makes a person quite dysfunctional. And finally, you have memory difficulties. Uh, And memory, uh, in discussing it, doesn't just come in one... It isn't a single thing, memory. The brain is quite sophisticated, and there are four main categories of memory. There is what's known as sensory memory. That's your very, very short-term memory. Uh, When you hear these words, when I finish the words, that's the end of your very, very short-term memory or sensory memory. After that, it becomes short-term memory. Short-term memory is the memory that's in the 30 seconds after you receive the information. Now, the sensory memory comes from multiple different directions. You can get it through your eyes. You can get it through your ears. That's auditory memory. You can get it through touch, taste, and smell. So all of those are part of sensory memory. And if you uh, then put it into that short-term memory, it's only around for 30 seconds. And then you put it or try to store it into long-term memory. Now, long-term memory is defined as anything longer than 30 seconds. So what is it? A goldfish has a memory of 30 seconds or something like that? It's not really true. But uh, after 30 seconds, it goes into long-term memory. And long-term memory comes in two flavors. 
which is explicit long-term memory. That's where you're trying to remember that person's name or that event or that smell or that song. And what's known as implicit memory, which is unconscious, unconscious memory. Now, an example of implicit long-term memory is how do you ride a bicycle? Joe Biden doesn't remember. He's always on the floor. But, uh, yes, but most of us have stored how you ride a bicycle in our implicit memory. We didn't sit down and say to ourselves, okay, we're going to try to remember how to ride this bicycle. It just happens. On the other hand, explicit long-term memory is the stuff that as a student, the professor says something, you copy it down and write it down, then you go home and you repeat it to yourself a number of times. That becomes explicit long-term memory. All of these things get disrupted from traumatic brain injury. As a matter of fact, Three cases I can think of in my practice over the years after a specific head uh, trauma event, they had to relearn how to walk. Mm-hmm. Wow. Plus vocabulary. Yeah, you know, I do have a question. I, you know, sure. you, there's always articles that you, when you're going through Facebook or, or social media that says uh, type 2 diabetes is the new dementia, that it leads to dementia. Uh, Type 2 diabetes, that's been a theory that's been floated for the past 30 years. And we actually have the makers of Ozempic, which is a Danish company, trying to use Ozempic to treat Alzheimer's. I don't think that that's going to be successful because Alzheimer's is an actual physiologic disease that usually starts in the hippocampus and it's an inflammatory disease in that area that then spreads to the frontal lobes and also to most especially the left temporal lobe so it has a specific pattern that it follows and uh, it uh, probably traumatic brain injury is a cause of dementia. It's called pungilistic dementia. Even Muhammad Ali, the greatest, had it towards the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it also can be caused by viruses such as herpes virus. That's the one that gives you cold sores and canker sores. That can will that turn out. It? That will turn out to probably be the cause of 30% of Alzheimer's disease. Seriously, I've seen it. That's scary. Yeah, it is rather scary. <laughs> Since ninety percent of us carry herpes virus in our central nervous system. At some point, system. you get a little fever blister. Yeah, a little fever blister, mm-hmm. cold sore, canker sore. Mm-hmm. It isn't just the social disease of the lower parts of the body. What about the vitamin alizine? Alizine is supposed to take care of the cold sores and stuff. It actually suppresses the virus. It just suppresses it. Yeah. And uh, along that, uh, the lysine is is helpful, and the two drugs, Valtrex and Acyclovar, are really variants of lysine that are just more potent. Okay. Nice. Coming up on a break, Doc. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. Hey, so you guys... uh, We're going to be going on a break here shortly. Our number is 505-444-5059 if you want to call in. Think about your questions. The doc likes to answer questions about anything, anything medical. (laughs) 
I don't know if you can answer the what's the meaning of life or not, but might try that one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Revitalizer Hour with Dr. William K. Summers. We'll be right back. wanting to do a podcast but don't have a studio we can produce your show here at freedom speak we can even do commercials and psas your podcast here at freedom speak studio would be complete with professional audio and video and we'll stream it to your favorite platform all you have to do is show up and talk we do the rest for details email us at becca at freedomspeaknm.com Would you like to advertise your business right here on Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella? Get in on the ground floor with insanely low prices and become one of our preferred advertisers. Lots of fellow patriots would love to do business with you. All ads include free production of your commercial using your own voice or ours. Your ad will run on all of our live streams and podcasts on multiple platforms. Our audience is growing by the day. Send your info to Becca at freedomspeaknm.com to get started. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers and closed trailers and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customer service and no appointment is ever needed. Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast and Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. I'd like to tell you about where I take my own car for general auto repairs. Gennaro's Auto, located at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast in Albuquerque, can take care of all your general auto repair needs with fast, friendly, honest service at the lowest price in town. Gennaro's can handle anything from tune-ups and electrical repairs to a total engine swap. E. Tim Young, Hablamos Espanol. Give Gennaro a call at 804-8750 or just stop by their shop at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast. The 
market is flooded with products that claim memory improvement, but none offer credible evidence that their product works until now. Memory Revitalizer, the complete complex natural antioxidant, was formulated by a physician and neuroscientist. Memory Revitalizer significantly enhanced memory in two large blinded studies. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 22 years. It is safe and does not interfere with prescription drugs. Customers say it's essential. It works. Buy it from Best Buy Drugs, Manal Pharmacy, Vintage Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies are from independent health stores like Moses Country Health on 4th Street or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com and call 800-606-0192. that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. to the Revitalizer Hour with Dr. William K. Summers. You are listening to AM 1190 KXKS Albuquerque, The Answer. And back to Dr. Summers. Doc, I think you turned your mic off. Did you? Oh, did I? Alrighty. Is that working now? Sounds better. Oh my goodness, that's great. Okay, so uh, we have a section of the show that we devote to COVID-19 and the government vaccines to allegedly prevent COVID. And we've pointed out that certainly this physician does not support uh, COVID vaccines. I think they're dangerous and unhelpful. And I think that uh, even the government is beginning to admit that at this point. But here's one that came up as new to me in the March 1st uh, Epoch Times, and that is the COVID vaccines can cause sudden hearing loss. Sudden hearing loss. And it happened to, of all things, an ENT doctor in Brazil uh, in her right ear a week after receiving her first dose of uh, COVID vaccine. 
and she found no other reason for the sudden hearing loss. She got a little bit curious and started looking around and found out that there are 345 medical reports in the medical literature talking about loss of hearing or capacity to hear after the COVID-19 mRNA vaccines, and they're called very rare adverse events. Hey, guess what? If that happens to you, it's 100%. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of people going blind after getting the jab. Yeah, there are many different places in the neurologic system that do not react well to these vaccines. Some of the studies, uh, you know, imply that the virus... Uh, itself can replicate in the ears and cause damage to the blood vessels and nerves. But how the vaccine does it is still a bit of a mystery. Um, So that's basically it. And so from that article, they got into the broad topic of tinnitus or tinnitus, which is a ringing in the ears. And I thought I'd give a little home remedy to you folks on how do you get rid of tinnitus in sort of a homeopathic way or holistic way. And the first thing is get a little bit of glutathione and a little bit of castor oil. Put two drops of glutathione and one drop of castor oil in the ear that is ringing or making a buzzing sound. And... uh, you know, put a little cotton plug there and then go to sleep overnight and see if the tinnitus doesn't get better. Anyway, so enough for tinnitus. By the way, Doc, I noticed we had a caller trying to call in during the break. Uh, caller, uh, you know, call back in. You, you can't call in while we're on break. Um, but uh, the number is 505-444-5059. And I'll echo that, 505-444-5059. 50-59. Okay, moving on to basics. Let's talk about food. Food, of course, is a preamble to diabetes if you select your food wrongly, okay? Uh, diabetes basically didn't exist in ancient Egypt in the common man. It just didn't happen. But among the pharaohs and the pharaoh's family, they did develop diabetes. This we know from the mummy records. So sugar or excessive sugar is necessary to get diabetes of the type 2 variety. And so we start with the basic of food. Food has six different possible types of food. There are only six. First is carbohydrates and fiber. Yes, fiber for the most part is a carbohydrate Um, and it is our main energy source Uh, starch is actually another form of carbohydrate where do we see starch well potatoes rice corn bananas beans even breadfruit after carbohydrates come protein and after protein comes fats and fats are important because that's what gives our food flavor Okay, and then water, minerals, and vitamins. That's it. I'll repeat it. Six components to food, carbohydrates, protein, fats, water, minerals, and vitamins. And the uh, carbohydrates, one gram of a carbohydrate 
becomes four calories of energy. And yes, you burn this food into heat. And let me give you an example of how you can prove that at home. Take a few strands of raw spaghetti just right out of the box and, you know, keep them together. Light a match to it. The spaghetti will light up. It will. And that's what your body does is burns the spaghetti into calories. Or you can bypass it by putting a match to it. Now, don't try putting a match to wet spaghetti. That doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Do dry, uncooked spaghetti. It really does work. Okay. And the carbohydrates, uh, one gram converts to four calories of energy. Protein, one gram of protein gives you four calories of energy. And fats are a little unique in that one gram of fat will give you nine calories of energy. So the fats have the uh, high calorie content. And it's kind of interesting. Well, what is a gram? Well, look in your pocket, pull out a nickel. That's five grams. Five grams for one nickel. Okay, well... All right, so let's think in terms of, well, let's look at an ounce, an ounce of something, right? Well, an ounce is 30 grams. That's six nickels. All right, and that's the way you want to think of food in terms of grams. So one slice of bread is equal to one ounce of bread, which is equal to 30 grams of ounce, uh, of 30 grams of uh, a, you know, something to eat and when you look inside that slice of bread 15 grams or half of that slice of bread is a carbohydrate that you're going to burn it's a sugar 2.5 grams of a slice of bread is actually protein which will you convert ultimately to a carbohydrate and burn and 12.5 grams of that slice of bread is nothing but fiber that you can't digest it'll go out to sea and water so okay is the fiber these are for you then yes the fiber basically are little rafts for your happy bacteria of your gut to float on and you know have parties on and you know it's and, you know it's kind of like sending a little life raft to go through your bowel and give them a time to have a good time. You know, since you're talking about bread, uh, Doc, have you noticed how bread no longer goes stale anymore? Yes. I had Wonder Bread. I had somebody on social media was talking about how they left their Wonder Bread out for like weeks and it didn't mold. And it's like, well, that's not right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but apparently they're just loading it up with preservatives, which kind of makes you question, uh, what am I eating? high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. They're slipping into bread these days. Wow. Because high fructose corn syrup is a preservative. No, um, you know, self-serving uh, bacteria wants to eat high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> it's a preservative. <laughs> All right, so back on the food concept, one small orange, one small orange is 100 grams. But is that really horrible? Because it's 10 grams of carbohydrate. The other 90 grams are just water. So if you're going to eat fruit, eat the fruit. 
Whereas a glass of orange juice is like all sugar, mm-hmm. very bad. And they probably toss some high fructose corn syrup in there as a preservative. So they don't just uh, mush up the orange and put the juice in there. They add stuff to it. They add stuff to it. You have yeah. to read the labels on the side of the yeah. bottle to see that. So let's move to meat. Let's take one ounce. That's 30 grams of meat. It's got no carbohydrates in the meat. Seven grams of protein. That's surprising. So you've got 30 grams of meat. Only seven grams are actually protein. There's five grams of fat. Well, that leaves 18 grams left over. What is that? Well, that's water and fiber. Okay, which is why when you have a quarter pounder, it shrinks down to something about the size of a quarter, right? That's the water being boiled off. Well, back on the carbohydrates, they come in three different classes. First is monosaccharide. That's a single free-floating sugar, such as glucose or galactose or even fructose. And, of course, these are things you basically want to avoid. Or you have oligosaccharides, pretty name. What that is is two to four chains of simple sugars, and common examples of that are cane sugar or table sugar, which is sucrose. Oh, what do we need here? Yeah. Ah. It's very directional. need to be in front of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sucrose is cane sugar, which is, frankly, one part glucose and one part fructose. And then there is lactose, which is the type of sugar that's in milk. And lactose is one part glucose, one uh, linked to galactose, both of which your body can metabolize into heat. And then there's maltose, which is the type of sugar that's found in cornstarch. And maltose is one part glucose with one part glucose. So straight corn uh, starch is glucose linked to glucose linked to glucose, very similar to potato starch. So this is why, um, you know, again, table sugar is uh, one glucose uh, linked to one fructose. So if you take a tablespoon of mashed potatoes versus a tablespoon of table sugar, you raise your blood sugar much more rapidly with the mashed potatoes than you do the table sugar. That's because your body has to break down the table sugar into fructose and glucose. Whereas breaking down glucose to glucose starts with amylase. That's in your saliva. Interesting. It very rapid. One of my favorite foods is a baked potato. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I like the skin the best, too. The skin is actually yeah. the best part. I've never understood when I go to a restaurant, I see people haul away out their potato and leave the best part, which is the skin. The skin is where the vitamins are. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we move on from food to a byproduct of uh, the food, and that is diabetes. that's uh, 4 out of 10 people walking down the street have prediabetes. And that's probably most of our listening audience. 
but actual diabetes occurs in the United States in 11.3%. That's one out of 10. And then... Uh, Doc, can you tell, what is pre-diabetes? I've never really been quite sure what that is. That's the hemoglobin A1C of 5.5, the upper limits of normal. So is that where and, they're selling all these buy, drugs to yeah. reduce A1C that's like all over the all over? Yeah, the, the A1C tells you what your blood sugar okay. has averaged for the past three months. you got overweight people dancing and singing and talking about how they reduce their A1C. You've probably seen those commercials. I haven't. I don't watch TV. Oh, okay. They, they're all over the place. It's like every other commercial. So um, the pre-diabetes thing, actually, you can solve by fewer trips to Krispy Kreme <laughs> and fewer soft drinks and no sweetened iced tea. That's how you deal with that. But uh, in terms of diabetes, we have almost 30 million Americans with diabetes. Here's the shocking part. 8.5 million have diabetes but don't know it. That's because they've never tested for it. So I'm glad they're selling these A1C kits so that uh, you know people can find out, gee, I have diabetes, and pay a little closer attention to their diet. And what you want to do with the diet is the fiber is okay, which means your veggies are okay. Mm-hmm. When you have broccoli and, uh, you know, Brussels sprouts and salads and all that, you're increasing the fiber carbohydrates, but you're not getting the sugar carbohydrates, and that actually helps you control your blood sugars uh, very nicely. So the sugar carbohydrates are like the baked potatoes? and The potatoes are sugar, sugar, sugar. Yeah. 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 It helps to add a little bit of uh, butter, but more healthy would be add a little bit of coconut oil to your baked potato. Not sour cream? And sour cream actually doesn't hurt that much. Okay, because I always put sour cream, butter, and and some salt. Try a little bit of coconut oil. Coconut oil. Yeah, that's quite healthy. Oh, all right. Yeah. They don't usually have coconut oil available at my uh, uh, favorite steakhouse. <laughs> well, you have to bring your own. <laughs> okay, and uh, let's give out the call-in number once again. It's 505-444-5059. Uh, when you start beginning to have sustained high blood sugars, that is, a hemoglobin A1C, 5.7, 6, and above, you have diabetes. Now, there are nonspecific symptoms with diabetes that include blurred vision, headaches, fatigue, slow healing cuts, and sometimes itchy skin. These are so vague and ambiguous, we just think, well, that's aging. But pay attention and Frankly, if you're over 40, you should get a hemoglobin A1C at least once a year. Okay, prolonged high blood sugar, of course, affects the eye in a couple of different ways. It can affect the lens of the eye and change your visual acuity. And it can affect the retina, that's the back part of the eye, and actually begin what's called diabetic retinopathy, which can lead to blindness. Now, the classic symptoms of diabetes that were taught in my grandfather's day are weight loss, strangely, polyuria, that's increased urination, 
polydipsia, increased thirst, and polyphagia, that's increased hunger, because your body is pushing the sugar issue. And then you have two different basic types of diabetes. There's type 1, where the pancreas is not creating insulin. And then there's type 2 diabetes, where the insulin that is being created by your pancreas, your body is simply not listening to. And we call that insulin-resistant diabetes. The bulk of Americans with diabetes have insulin-resistant diabetes, or what's called adult-onset diabetes. There's also a thing called gestational diabetes that just happens in pregnant ladies. And that's actually a variant of type 2 diabetes where your body just uh, becomes insulin resistant. Now the complications of diabetes are many. There's not an organ in the body that isn't affected by it. The eyes develop diabetic retinopathy which can lead to blindness. The kidneys begin to shut down with what's called diabetic nephropathy. The nerve cells in general get diabetic neuropathy, and that's uh, oftentimes numbness and tingling, uh, altered pain sensation, loss of what's called proprioception. Now that's very bad because that means in a dark room you really can't feel where your feet are which means you're prone to bump into things and fall over. Not a good thing. And then diabetes, because of its effect on circulation, the feet are most vulnerable. And you begin to get diabetic foot ulcers, which can lead to amputations of toes and parts of feet and feet. All very unpleasant. The foundation of management of diabetes is actual weight loss and dietary changes. But we've found that exercise is a very, very big part of what diabetics need to be doing. And as a matter of fact, I would say that routine exercise, at least one to three, well, two to five hours of walking per week actually is extremely beneficial for diabetics. You don't have to be too fancy. You don't have to go to the, the gym. big people's gym and do all of that stuff or buy some sort of uh, device that becomes a large paperweight in your house that you're not going to use. That's usually what years. happens. Yeah, what you need is, quite frankly, to walk out the front door and... Put your watch to it and try to get up to three hours of walking per week. And walking does several things. It doesn't just change the metabolism if you do it routinely. It also improves your balance because if you think about walking, that's basically controlled falling, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You fall and catch yourself, and that's called a step. And when you do that, you send different signals to the brain which tells the brain how to keep yourself balanced. It's like relearning how to ride a bike, unless you're our dear leader. I'm not sure he can do that. <laughs> well, when you start getting the medications for diabetes, uh, of course, the type 1 diabetes, the mainstay is insulin. And insulin comes in three different flavors. The rather short-acting insulin 
that works over several hours, intermediate insulin, which works up to 10 to 12 hours in length, and the long-acting insulin, which is a daily insulin. The long-acting include the Atlantis, the Levomir. Intermediate uh, insulins are the Novelin N, the Humulin N. And the short-acting insulin is Humalog, or Novelin R. But for the type 2 diabetics, there are eight different classes of medications. And the first and the seemingly mainstay is metformin. As a matter of fact, metformin is the first thing to come off the prescription pad of your nurse practitioner or your PCP. That's a nasty little drug with a lot of subtle adverse side effects that works by inhibiting the liver glucose production and it uh, increases the peripheral glucose uptake. But uh, second line, uh, the second of the first line interventions in diabetes are the so-called glucagon-like peptide 1 receptor agonist. And this includes the famous Ozempic. But the actual first in the field was a drug called Bietta. Uh, and that came out in 2005 whereas Ozempic didn't come out until 2017, 12 years later. But others in the class include Trulicity, Victoza, and Luxenotide, which is Adlinx uh, from Sandoff. Doc, we're running out of time. you got about oh. 30 seconds. Oh, 30 seconds. Well... We, uh, I'm so glad to get this opportunity to talk. Seeing as we have 30 seconds, I have a question. I've been seeing on the shelves that they have a thing called sugar blockers, and they said that it blocks the sugar uh, when you're eating. You take a pill, and it blocks the sugar. Yeah, what it does is it blocks the ability to absorb the sugar. They have another one that blocks sugar in the uh, kidney, and so what you urinate is high sugar, which makes you likely to get a lot of bladder infections. So there's two different classes that are sugar <laughs> blockers. That's a great question. Thank you. So, all right, everybody. Um, you can join uh, the doctor every Saturday, 1 to 2 p.m., right here on AM 1190 KXKS Albuquerque. And uh, coming up next is my show, Becca Marie's Freedom Speak. Don't go anywhere. Got a lot of great stuff to talk about today. And um, any final words, Doc? No, I think that's it. Be sure and buy your memory revitalizer. Stay healthy. It's our revenge on the government medicine. There you go. <laughs> All right, everybody, don't go anywhere. <laughs>